Good evening, this is Caleb Arend with the Walk with God podcast and YouTube channel coming to you tonight live from McAllen, Texas. It is the 26th of March, it's Thursday, and we're going to be reading from Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 1 through 6, uh, chapter 6, verse 25 tonight. We're going to read from Psalm 68, and we're going to read the second half of that psalm. We're going to read from Luke chapter 7, verses 11 through 35, and we're also going to read from Proverbs chapter 11, verses 29 through 31, finishing chapter 11 of the book of Proverbs. Uh, tonight, I'd also like to make a shout out to a young man named Jacob Johnston. He's been serving faithfully as the music director and the song leader at Maranatha Baptist Church in McAllen, Texas for at least the last year now. And he's been doing a great job at it as well. He's been growing in the Lord and he's been growing in his ability to lead the music. And just want to say that he's been doing a great job. And uh, we're, we're all proud of you, Jacob. And uh, Pastor Miller is proud of you as well. So thank you for staying faithful to the Lord. Now, let's go ahead and start with a word of prayer before we start in our Bible reading tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, God of all creation, God of heaven and earth and sky and sea and all that in them is, God that dug down the trenches of the earth and built up the mountains. God, you are the one who says that you inhabit the praises of Israel and that we should worship and praise you, Lord. Father, please hear our prayers. Please hear our cries unto you um, from throughout this nation and from throughout all the world. Lord, hear I pray and answer those prayers. Please hear your people as they cry unto you, Lord, and ask for your help, for your deliverance, for your healing, for your providence, for your leading and guidance and your instruction. Help grow people, Lord, in your spirit. Help there to be a hunger for your word and for your truth during this time. Help there to be a revival that starts in this time because of people turning their eyes and their hearts to you. God, Please heal our land. Please heal our people. Please eliminate this virus, this coronavirus that is plaguing our land. Lord, I pray that you would heal our people of our land and help us to turn back to you, God. Help us to spark a revival because of this and help us, Lord God, I pray, please lead us and guide us in your truth. Father, tonight, please give us your word from your message. Please give us the, the message that you want us to take from your word tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, let's go ahead and start with the book of Psalms. We're going to read from Psalm 68 tonight. Uh, if you do have your Bible, please do turn with me to the book of Psalms. We're, we're going to read from verse 19 through 35 of Psalm 68. And verse 19 says, Blessed be the Lord, who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Selah. He that is our God is the God of salvation, and unto God the Lord belong the issues from death. But God shall wound the head of his enemies, and the hairy scalp of such an one as goeth on still in his trespasses. The Lord said, I will bring again from Bashan, I will bring my people again from the depths of the sea, that thy foot may be dipped in the blood of thine enemies, and the tongue of thy dogs in the same. They have seen thy goings, O God, even the goings of my God, my King in the sanctuary. The singers went before, the players on instruments followed after. Among them were the damsels playing with timbrels. Bless ye God in the congregations, even the Lord, from the fountain of Israel. There is little Benjamin with their ruler, the princes of Judah and their council, the princes of Zebulun and the princes of Naphtali. Thy God hath commanded thy strength, 
Strengthen, O God, that which thou hast wrought for us. Because of thy temple at Jerusalem shall kings bring presents unto thee. Rebuke the company of spearmen, the multitude of the bulls, with the calves of the people, till every one submit himself with pieces of silver. Scatter thou the people that delight in war. Princes shall come out of Egypt. Ethiopia shall soon stretch out her hands unto God. Sing unto God, ye kingdoms of the earth. O sing praises unto the Lord. Selah. To him that rideth upon the heavens of heavens, which were of old, lo, he doth send out his voice, and that a mighty voice. Ascribe ye strength unto God. His excellency is over Israel, and his strength is in the clouds. O God, thou art terrible out of thy holy places. The God of Israel is he that giveth strength and power unto his people. Blessed be God. This is an amazing declaration of the amazing splendor and wonder of the Lord and the blessings and mercy and grace of the Lord. In verse 19, it says that he daily loadeth us with benefits. Each day he meets our needs. And the proper praise and worship of the Lord is in song and it is in deed and is in obedience and is in action. And see, we see that in the singers in verse 25 and the players of instruments and the damsels playing with timbrels and the judges and the, the princes and the rulers and the kings of both the Israelites and of the earth. We see in verse 27, there's little Benjamin with their ruler, the princes of Judah and their council. And so the worship of God is not just for the lowly in heart. It's for those that are uh, both maybe lowly in heart and high in stature in the eyes of the people. But it's for everybody. Everybody should worship the God Thy God hath commanded strength. Strengthen thou, O God, that which thou hast wrought for us. Enable the kingdom, our kingdom, our land, our people to continue as they are and to worship you. Because of thy temple at Jerusalem shall kings bring presents unto thee. I remember in the book of 2 Samuel this talks about, and we'll see in that book, how Solomon was the wisest man in all the world until the Lord Jesus Christ set foot on the earth physically. And that uh, kings and princes and the queen of Sheba brought presents unto him and brought presents unto the temple. And we'll see that in the millennial rule of Christ, when Jesus Christ reigns on the earth for a thousand years from Jerusalem, that kings will submit and surrender to him. And that it also says in verse 35, O God, that thou art terrible out of thy holy places. The God of Israel is he that giveth strength and power unto his people. Everything is by the Lord God. All good is by the Lord God. Our All power is by the Lord God. Everything that is good comes from God. Every land, every nation that does anything good does it by God. But there are many that are set up, that are taking the power, not from God, but their power from the devil and from this earth, and they are doing wickedly and evil. And so we should not ascribe just straight power to only God himself, but it will be at the end of this earth that the Lord will come in all power, and he will eliminate and destroy his enemies for the last time, and then there will be perfect peace for eternity after that. Now we're going to turn to the book of Deuteronomy. We're going to read from Deuteronomy chapter 5 through chapter 6, verse 25. And it says, And Moses called all Israel and said unto them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I speak in your ears this day, that ye may learn them and keep and do them. 
The Lord our God made a covenant with us in Horeb. The Lord made not this covenant with our fathers, but with us, even us, who are all of us here alive this day. The Lord talked with you face to face in the mount out of the midst of the fire. I stood between the Lord and you at that time to show you the word of the Lord, for you were afraid by reason of the fire, and went not up into the mount, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt have none other gods before me. Thou shalt not make thee any graven image, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the waters beneath the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself unto them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Keep the Sabbath day to sanctify it, as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee. Six days thou shalt labor, and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thine ox, nor thine ass, nor any of thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates, that thy manservant and thy maidservant may rest as well as thou. And remember that thou wast a servant in the land of Egypt, and that the Lord thy God brought thee out thence through a mighty hand and by a stretched out arm. Therefore the Lord thy God commanded thee to keep the Sabbath day. Honor thy father and thy mother, as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee, that thy days may be prolonged, and that it may go well with thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill, neither shalt thou commit adultery, neither shalt thou steal, neither shalt thou bear false witness against thy neighbor, neither shalt thou desire thy neighbor's wife, neither shalt thou covet thy neighbor's house, his field, or his manservant, or his maidservant, his ox, or his ass, or any thing that is thy neighbor's. These words the Lord spake unto all your assembly in the mounts out of the midst of the fire of the cloud, and of the thick darkness with a great voice, and he added no more, and he wrote them in two tables of stone, and delivered them unto me. And it came to pass, when ye heard the voice out of the midst of the darkness, for the mountain did burn with fire, that ye came near unto me, even all the heads of your tribes and your elders. And he said, Behold, the Lord our God had showed us his glory and his greatness, and we have heard his voice out of the midst of the fire. We have seen this day that God doth talk with man, and he liveth. Now therefore, why should we die? For this great fire will consume us, if we hear the voice of the Lord our God any more than we shall die. For who is there of all flesh that hath heard the voice of the living God speaking out of the midst of the fire as we have and lived? Go thou near, and hear all that the Lord our God shall say, and speak thou unto us all that the Lord our God shall speak unto thee, and we will hear it and do it. And the Lord heard the voice of your words when ye spake unto me, and the Lord said unto me, I have heard the voice of the words of this people, which they have spoken unto thee. They have well said all that they have spoken. Oh, that there were such an heart in them, that they would fear me, and keep all my commandments always, that it might be well with them, and with their children forever. Go, say to them, Get you into your tents again. But as for thee, stand thou here by me, and I will speak unto thee all the commandments, and the statutes, and the judgments, which thou shalt teach them, that they may do them in the land which I give them to possess it. Ye shall observe to do therefore, as the Lord your God hath commanded you. Ye shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. 
Ye shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God hath commanded you, that ye may live, and that it may be well with you, and that ye may prolong your days in the land which ye shall possess. Chapter 6 Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that ye, may, that ye might do them in the land, whether ye go to possess it that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee, thou and thy son, and thy son's son, all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear, therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee, in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house, and on thy gates. And it shall be, when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells digged which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full. Then beware, lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God, and serve him, and shalt swear by his name. Ye shall not go after other gods, of the gods of the people which are round about you. For the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you. Lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against thee, and destroy thee from off the face of the earth. Ye shall not tempt the Lord your God, as ye tempted him in Massah. Ye shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God, and his testimonies, and his statutes, which he hath commanded thee. And thou shalt do that which is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest go in and possess the good land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers, to cast out all thine enemies from before thee, as the Lord hath spoken. And when thy son asketh thee in time to come, saying, What mean the testimonies, and the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord our God hath commanded you? Then thou shalt say unto thy son, We were Pharaoh's bondmen in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand, and the Lord showed signs and wonders, great and sore, upon Egypt, upon Pharaoh, and upon all his household before our eyes. And he brought us out from thence, that he might bring us in to give us the land which he sware unto our fathers. And the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God, for our good always, that he might preserve us alive, as it is at this day. And it shall be our righteousness, if we observe to do all these commandments before the Lord our God, as he hath commanded us. So in chapter 6 of the book of Deuteronomy, Moses recites all the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord God commanded the children of Israel, the people of Israel, to observe and to do, and reminded them that at Mount Sinai, they heard the voice of the Lord, their, their God, speaking unto them. And they asked Moses. They prayed that Moses would stand in the gap for them because they were afraid of dying before the Lord. For who could uh, hear the very voice of the Lord and live, they said. And so they asked Moses, and God heard them, 
heard their cry and their fear and their honor of the Lord and their fear of the Lord. I mean, uh, not just honor fear and reverence fear that they did also have, but they also had physical fear of their own personal peril as well. And so, but the Lord hears this and he says that it's it's good that they they reverence and that they fear my my will and my word this much because they'll honor the commands that I give to them because of that, because they will know that it has power and authority behind them. And also Moses reminds them, and thou shalt do that which is right and good in the sight of the Lord for the purpose of that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest go in and possess the good land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers, and to cast out all thine enemies from before thee, as the Lord hath spoken. So it wasn't because the children of Israel deserved this land, but it was because the Lord had promised this land to their forefathers before them, and the Lord was making good on that promise, and his prophecy that he would not do it for 400 years, because the uh, iniquity of the Amorites at that point, at Abraham's time, was not yet full, but now was, and the Lord was now fulfilling his promise and driving out the people from this land. But he also warns them not to forget the Lord and not to uh, forget the Lord's commands when they come into the land, when they're full of all the things that they are now going to possess that the Lord is giving them. They, he warns them not to forget the Lord. Then beware, lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him, and shalt swear by his name. You shall not go after other gods. And he warns them that the Lord God is a jealous God. He's jealous just as a husband is jealous of his wife and does not want her to go out and love and worship other men. The Lord doesn't want his children to go out and worship other gods. He wants him he wants them to be faithful to him. In chapter 5, Moses rehearses the specific commands, the Ten Commandments is what we refer to them as, and he rehearses these in Deuteronomy chapter 5. And he also commands them, You shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God hath commanded you, that ye may live, and that it may be well with you, and that ye may prolong your days in the land which ye shall possess. Now we're going to turn to the book of Proverbs chapter 11, and tonight we're going to read from verses 29 through 31. And it says, He that troubleth his own house shall inherit the wind, and the fool shall be servant to the wise of heart. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. Behold, the righteous shall be recompensed in the earth, much more the wicked and the sinner. And so it says that he that troubleth his own house shall inherit the wind. Uh, think of a man that is, is destroying his own house. If he takes a sledgehammer and he breaks down the very struts and the very studs and the very wood that is holding all of his house up and holding up the walls and holding up the plaster and the paint and everything, then it says he shall inherit the wind. And so wind is going to be blowing through everything and eventually his house is going to fall and the only thing that he'll have left is a heap of, of rubble and a heap of wood and things that he can't even live in anymore. So. We are supposed to be good to our house. We are supposed to be good to our fathers, to our mothers, to our children. We are supposed to raise them right. We are supposed to help and be kind to our spouses. And the fool shall be servant to the wise of heart. And so uh, if we allow ourselves to act foolishly and to act on foolish decisions and foolish thoughts, then we will be servant to the wise in heart. Think of all those that have... Uh, have made foolish decisions and gotten in so much debt 
that they are now servant almost and bond to that debt. They uh, can't get certain jobs. They can't get certain loans. They can't get certain mortgages to purchase a house. And they are just servant to paying back that which they owe. And so we should be wise and we should have a wise heart to make right decisions. It says in verse 30, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and he that winneth souls is wise. And so the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. This is talking and kind of referencing what Jesus talks about in John chapter 14, where he says that he is the vine and we are the branches and he that abideth in him bringeth forth much fruit. And so we are and the fruit that we are supposed to bring forth is other Christians. And we are supposed to help other Christians then once they get saved to grow and to become other trees or other uh, vines and other branches that also bring forth fruit. And he that winneth souls is wise. The God of all the earth, the God of all heaven will call a man wise if he wins souls to the Lord. Behold, the righteous shall be recompensed in the earth. The reward that we will know on this side of eternity is a good character, a good testimony, uh, a good name that people can remember about us. But on the other side of eternity, we will also be rewarded for our good acts that we do for the Lord. Not because we, uh, not because we are righteous now and not because that um, we have earned our salvation, but because the Lord has given us salvation as a free gift and now everything that we work on top of that, he then rewards us as obedience to him. It has nothing to do with salvation. It has everything to do with loving the Lord our God. Much more the wicked and the sinner. The wicked and the sinner will never know heaven. They will never know the uh, eternal presence of God and how good and how wonderful that is. They will only know destruction and death in this world. And so it says they will re be recompensed in the earth, and that repayment will not be good. Now we're going to turn to the book of Luke chapter 7. We're going to read from verse 11 through 35 tonight. And it says, And it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and much people. Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the bier, and they that bare him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak, and he delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all, and they glorified God, saying, That a great prophet is risen up among us, and that God hath visited his people. And this rumor of him went forth throughout all Judea and throughout all the region round about. And the disciples of John showed him all these things. And John calling unto him two of his disciples sent them to Jesus, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? When the men were come unto him, they said, John Baptist hath sent us unto thee, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? And in that same hour he cured many of their infirmities and plagues and of evil spirits, and unto many that were blind he gave sight. Then Jesus answering said unto them, Go your way, and tell John what things ye have seen and heard, how that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, to the poor the gospel is preached. And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. 
And when the messengers of John were departed, he began to speak unto the people concerning John. What went ye out into the wilderness for to see? A reed shaken with the wind? But what went ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, they which are gorgeously apparelled and live delicately are in king's courts. But what went ye out for to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and much more than a prophet, this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. For I say unto you, Among those that are born of women there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist, but he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. And all the people that heard him, and the publicans, justified God, being baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and lawyers rejected the counsel of God against themselves, being not baptized of him. And the Lord said, Whereunto then shall I liken the men of this generation, and to what are they like? They are like unto children sitting in the marketplace, and calling one to another, and saying, We have piped unto you, and ye have not danced. We have mourned to you, and ye have not wept. For John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and ye say, He hath a devil. The Son of Man is come eating and drinking, and ye say, Behold, a gluttonous man, and a wine-bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners. But wisdom is justified of all her children. So in the first part of this chapter of our reading tonight, Jesus is coming into a city called Nain, and they, as they are coming into the city, they're passing something called a beer, which is a... It, almost like something that they would carry uh, on top of their shoulders to carry somebody in that had just died to their burial and to their grave. And Jesus touches this beer, which is supposed to be unclean. And immediately as he commands the young man, he sits up and wakes up. And not that he was asleep, for he was dead. And it records that he that was dead, not he that was asleep, but he that was dead, what sat up and young man I say unto thee arise and immediately he arose just like that and Jesus brings him and gives him to his mother now the providence of this is most shown in that he delivers a young son to his mother that was a widow and this was her only son she would not have anybody else to take care of her after this if he had died she could only look forward to many years of despair and very little in terms of being able to provide for herself. But now that her son is alive, he can help his mother. And she can, if he gets married, then live with them and help as they're in their household. And as her only son, this would be his responsibility to take care of his parents, to take care of his mother since she is a widow. And now he can do that. He can fulfill that. And she has hope again in her life. This is the great message of God that Jesus Christ brings hope, hope of life, hope of life everlasting, hope of salvation, hope of providence, hope of help, hope of uh, the very individual meaningful needs that each Christian, each person in this world has. Jesus Christ meets all of our needs. Now we also see that two of uh, John the Baptist's disciples come to Jesus and they ask him uh, if he is the one that we look for or should we look for another? Basically asking, are you the Christ? Are you the Messiah? Are you the one that we are waiting for? And Jesus says unto them, that after he does all of these miracles, after he heals many people's infirmities and their plagues, plagues of leprosy, and he 
casts out evil spirits, and he gives sight to those that are blind. Go your way and tell John what things ye have seen and heard, how the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor, the gospel is preached, and blessed is he then, whosoever shall not be offended in me. And so Jesus heals so many people that it is a miraculous showing and a miraculous proof and confidence that his disciples can now bring back to John the Baptist and declare unto him the very things that they have seen the Lord Jesus, our Messiah, do. And then, blessed is he that whosoever shall not be offended in me, and blessed is he that will not be offended by the words of Jesus Christ, that will hear his call to salvation, that will trust in him for their salvation, and not be offended that he is saying that men cannot trust in themselves, men cannot trust in their own works, men cannot trust in their own righteousness to save them, or even to live righteously. It is all by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then he also talks to them about John the Baptist, and declares that John is a prophet, and not just a prophet, but much more than a prophet. And he is um, the fulfillment of the prophecy that says, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. John was turning people to the Lord Jesus Christ and preparing them to hear about him. Among those that are born among women, there is none, not a greater prophet than John the Baptist. He was the best prophet. He was the greatest prophet that was ever sent. And John didn't even do any miracles. He turned people to the Christ. And that is the greatest miracle for them to trust in Jesus Christ and be saved and saved out of the bondage of their sin. But he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he, because the least that is in the kingdom of God has been freed from the shackles of sin, has been made gloriously transformed into the saved and the chosen and the elect of the Lord Jesus Christ. He has been transformed into the saved. Uh, and so all people can be elect. All people can be chosen because just as a husband chooses his wife and a, a wife chooses her husband, both have to choose one another. The Lord has chosen as the husband. God has chosen to draw all men unto him. It is only by the free will of the other person to choose also to be saved that the uh, the full salvation choice is though made. And so it is upon the free will of people to choose to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And it, then the Lord also uh, makes a comparison between the people of this world. Wherefore unto then shall I liken the men of this generation? To what are they like? And he calls them children, little kids that playing in the marketplace pipe unto one another and mourn unto one another and call unto one another and say, you have not mourned with me, you have not danced for me, and they're fickle and they are hypocritical and you do what one wants and then the others get offended and you do what the others want and the others get offended. And so wisdom, the Lord Jesus Christ says, is justified of all of her children. And so that which your wisdom produces is what it should be justified by. That which your wisdom produces is what it should be judged by. And it says that they complained that John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine. He was fasting as a Nazarite, and he would eat locusts and wild honey. And he would eat things that were clean for him to eat, but he would not eat the things that other normal people would eat. And they complained about him. Then Jesus came, and he was eating the things that normal people ate, and they complained about him and about his disciples that they would not fast. And so, uh, but all those that were complaining 
They were not doing anything good. They were not turning people to the Lord. They were not helping people to turn toward the Messiah and to be saved. But John the Baptist was, and so was Jesus. And this is what Jesus is saying, is that wisdom is justified by all of her children. Just as Proverbs 11.30 said that he that winneth souls is wise, this is wisdom, to win souls to the Lord Jesus Christ, to the Messiah. Friend, have you trusted in the Messiah today? Have you trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ have you put your all on the altar for him? Have you taken up his cross? Have you taken up your cross to serve and to follow after him? Let's do that today. Let's trust in God and let's follow after him as he would have us do. Thank you once again for listening. It's been a blessing studying the Bible with you tonight. God bless you and we'll see you tomorrow for the next Walk with God podcast.